This is the sound of regular water droplets. This is the sound of vitamin water droplets. Regular water, vitamin water. Regular water, vitamin water. Hey, come on now. Vitamin water. It has vitamins, but also parties. Copyright 2020, Glasso. Special Super Soul Sunday edition of Life is Dope. Oh man, it's as combing his beard though. We're sitting outside <laughs> in the serene environment. Sundays be like. But check it out. If y'all hear birds chirping in nature and all that good old uh, nice shit, it's because we outside chilling, man. We at Tetra uh, Lounge. We at the Smoke Garden right now. Very, very, very dope. Very dope. Come check it out if you're in Denver. But what's up, bro? There's, I feel like we got a lot to talk about. Yeah, I just wanted to add as well. These are real birds. This isn't a bird track added to the podcast. Yeah, there's, no, there's no, there's no. Like on those, trace. like on the PGA tour, how they add like the bird <laughs> tracks. Right. Remember, they got called out because some eclectic bird watchers were like, you, you know, those aren't the birds for that environment. That's not the type of bird. Yeah, you gotta have a lot of time on your hands to know that the bird sounds was fake. But wasn't golf. <laughs> What, what the fuck what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, like what are you doing for real? <laughs> this shit, man. I feel like I mean we uh we've been we've been having a lot of cracking moments lately. Uh shouts to DJ Squizzy Taylor. Oh yeah. On our yeah. previous episode. I think my message has finally calmed down a little bit. Yep. This nigga had us hot. <laughs> <laughs> he came with the hot takes. If you missed that, please go listen to the last episode. Yeah, I don't want to relive it. He was definitely wilding out. Yeah, man, but shit, what's going on in the culture before we get to our guests? You already know it's tons of new music that has uh, came out today, or Word. not today, but just this past week. Word. Uh, Pusha T, mm. ASAP Rocky. Mm. Uh, I mean, Chapman. Oh, Trace Chapman, that's out. Yeah, that, uh, uh, Trey Triple A. Trev Rich, the Trev, prep. Um, shit, man, there was a lot. Table for one. A lot of music drop. A lot of music drop. What you feeling? Man, I gotta, I gotta go through my phone now because I know I had a, we I know I had a lot you. of them joined. You, you could chime in, bro, before. Oh, I know yeah, that I know that uh, that Brandon me. Bordeaux uh, album is out. <laughs> yeah, man. That's what's up, Brandon Bordeaux. Mm-hmm. What's up? Thanks to Life is Dope having me. You know what? Fuck it. Let's introduce the guest, and he could chime in too, because I know he got a lot to say about the new music. Let's oh, do yeah. it. So we got a very special guest in the, or outside the building today. Yeah, man. So this has been a long time coming, bro. Yes. This is like this is this is rare too. Like this might be exclusive. Oh yeah, it's most definitely an exclusive. Okay, I would say sure. one one of the original front runners of 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 the new Colorado hip hop. I agree. Wow. I wouldn't even just say hip hop. Wow, Colorado say the music hip pop, hip hop. Mm. Yeah, I respect the, that. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll run with that. One of the one of the first ones that we've seen like from our generation get like a national spotlight. Mm. Big facts. I would say one of the first ones we've seen from our from the. I won't say our generation, but from this wave of artistry that came out of the city to actually not be afraid to reach out to different genres. Mm. I respect that. Yeah. Y'all making me sound 
Real yeah. old though. You ain't old because I ain't old. Yeah. Yeah, shit, we same age. But nah, man, let's make some noise for my man, Brandon Bordeaux. Hey. What's up, guys? For real, thank y'all for having me, man. Graffiti and Davy Boy, we go. We go back like four flats for real. See, like, now you sound old. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. Anytime I, you say we go back, back like, like four, four flats. flats yeah. yeah. I mean that's that's what came to the to the top of the head. So we just roll with it. Yeah. But uh, like these guys has always been supportive, from graphics to apps. Like we had an app in like yeah, 2012. Yeah, like you know what I mean. Like <laughs> Davy Boy was the first like original music production producer to send me music like yeah. ever i think i was like 18 when d-boy was sending me tracks i got tracks in my email from me and d-boy working together send and, me that shit so i can sell it oh i most <laughs> definitely got, i got like four or five of them man these already sold but it's already it's already out there it's already out. like but d-boy and and graffiti they've been major supporters and so for me to be able to come through here and and, and bless the mic and be a part of the life is dope. Bless the gold mic. Let me hey, let me say, there's gold mics here, gold guys. Mics, We're out here with gold mics. Gold so mics. it is what it is. If you don't, your mic's not gold. You got you got you got <laughs> some work to do. Straight like that. So like that. I'm 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 glad to be here, and you know I'm ready to get it rolling. So let's let's get it popping. Word up, man. So yeah, we're gonna get into the uh, combo before we get more into your story. Mm-hmm. Like I said chime in whenever. Mm-hmm. Music, 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 music. Album reviews. Um, how you feel about uh? Let's say push it for last. Okay. Um, I'm really rocking with that ASAP Rocky. It might just be because I'm an ASAP Rocky fan. Yeah. Um, as a lot of people didn't like it, but I think it is one of his better uh, his better albums. I agree. Um, off the first spin, I feel like it was made for stadiums. Mm. I can't wait to hear it live. Just a lot of the the experimental instruments and sounds that he was going for. It's gonna sound dope. And you can hear a lot of uh, you can hear a lot of like. I would say like legacy Houston hip hop in that. Mm-hmm. You can hear a little bit of uh, Memphis hip hop in it. Mm-hmm. Him and Skepta, what was it? damn? What was that song? Was it Praise the Lord? Yeah, yep. yeah. Where they came with the DMX flow. Y'all didn't catch that, but go listen to it. That's what's up. That's just fire. I've always respected ASAP's grind, yeah. so it I doesn't. Think he's a trendsetter. He's most. He's always been a trendsetter. He's always pushed it forward. Sometimes a little too forward, mm. but he's always got. He's always got that place. Of as a as a front runner in, in creating the new the new sound. So right, that's right. somebody that I most definitely respect and I think his album I don't expect it to be nothing than what ASAP does. Right. Repping that Beast Coast though. So I'm I'm a huge Beast Coast fan. So definitely. That uh that Zaytoven Trap Holiday, that's I out. Heard it. I haven't heard it. I Fire. checked it out. It's some it's some classic Zaytoven in there. A lot of great features. Uh, T.I., Rick Ross, Yo Gotti, okay. Gucci Mane. So it's one of them albums where he just produced it, but it's like hella artists on it. Yep. Okay. I'm like, you said it was Zay Holiday? Holiday? Uh, Trap Holiday. Trap Holiday. Trap Holiday. Niggas, <laughs> 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 The Holiday. Call that shit the Holiday. <laughs> Holiday. <Yeah. laughs> I put the trap in there. That's though. a vibe. Yeah, just yeah. so you know. Trap Holiday. Okay, I'll rock with it. I'm going to bump that too. Wasn't he just out here? Yeah, he, he was. was. Yeah, he was up there. That was cool. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to uh, Zaytoven for rocking with us. He had, um, they put together a, uh, like a producer networking event. Got to display some uh, some talent. Work. Yeah, yeah. Super yeah. dope. Yeah, yeah. Man, what else? Um, my man's Trace, Trace Chapman. Yep. 
I can't let y'all sleep on this album, man. Yeah. Go listen to it right now. At, well, man, go listen to yeah. it after the podcast. Go listen to yeah. it Tuesday. Listen so to tomorrow. It. Yeah, listen to it in about an hour. Yeah, because it, right now it's, it's not in storage. Right now there was some uh, there was some difficulties going on with the mix. Oh. That engineer is fired. Oh, <laughs> canceled. <laughs> no, that nigga told me to say that. But uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, he had to get his files. Yeah, but the album was hard. But it was like a few little parts on there. I was like, did they mean to do that? And I guess they didn't. So it'll be back up. Um, so this drops Monday. It'll be back up tomorrow. Okay. So y'all go tune in that. But it's fire, man. Like, hey. I'm really hyped about the music that's coming out of this city right yeah. now. Absolutely. Because it's like you notice I didn't even say in local news or like Denver music. Like this shit is just a fire album. Yeah. And like niggas is dropping some good music, so we can't even just be like Denver shit. Like it's yeah. just fire shit. Yeah. Especially when you could just take people's music and just throw it on a playlist with. You know the the heavyweight artists that are out there, and like your, your Drakes and your Kendricks. And, yeah, Shout and it fits right in. Yeah, I yeah. like Trace. Trace is an, an excellent performer. Yeah, yeah. That's that's I've seen him perform probably three or four times, and that's something that I look for. Not only just sonically listening to the evolution of 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 our our artists out here, but yeah. when I when I do get the opportunity to see them perform, Trace most definitely. Yep. Is somebody that I respect as a as a performer for Good sure. Good segue because we're gonna go ahead and break this news. Um, Life is dope. In the session, we'll be hosting Final Friday, Rhino Final Friday. That's June 29th. Hey. Um, the headliner will be Trace Chapman. Hey. Oh, there and we go. And under him we got Doobie Newton. And okay. under him we got Jay Tripp. Okay. Connor Ray, um, Ralphie Sway, um, Jay Carey, mm. Tyler Jerome. And my man's Vance Cook. Um, if I'm missing anybody, my bad. But we my just bad. broke that shit. This shit's gonna be fire. So come rock with us, man. We're gonna. That's a crazy, crazy lineup. Block party going in June 29th. Heard of your first. Boom. There it is. And Trey Chapman's <laughs> the headliner. Headliner. So that's it. the cosign. Go. It's worth it. Hell yeah. <laughs> Damn man. So uh, of course that new pusher. Mm. Uh, oh, BJ the Chicago kid. His EP dropped. That was fire. I think that was last week. Um, so let's push it up out of here, or how, how we feel about this? I have one that y'all might not have heard. What's not that? to not to segue push it. I did, I did hear the the Playboy Cardi album okay. last week yeah, that I came forgot, out. It's good, and that album. <laughs> I I think it was better than his first one. Yes, it. I I don't know for the youngsters. I think mm-hmm. that that out of that whole sound that's coming out, like I think that that album most definitely. Right. Mm-hmm. Damn, I rock with Cardi too, but like. Man, so much music comes out like every you day. Like, you have a pieces, man. you have a week. Yeah. You, you got a week to to listen, right? And then something new is out that next Friday. Yep. Which it's it's like a it's a double edged sword because it, it's great for music because you get such a variety, but then you don't you don't get much time to actually sit burned. with it. Right, yeah. right, right, man. I would just drop my albums on. It. Y'all might want to take this shit into consideration. Or like Saturday, I would just drop my shit like on a Saturday or like a, yep. a Monday or just something random on a random ass day. Yeah. People get flooded on these dates that everybody be trying to hit, man. Yeah. But that's 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 a, uh, some food for thought. For real, Almost for real. definitely, we'll, we'll cook it and eat it for sure. For and I, real. And I think a lot of it just has to do with the with the sound scan because yeah, yeah, yeah. you know if you if you drop it on a in the middle of the week, then you're not going to get all your spins for that week. Right. 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 Fuck all that, just, man. We just technical like, music mumbo jumbo. Man, we got all of this shit irrelevant. At, like, you know, yeah. like, either it's either just it's do what you want to do. Not, <laughs> yeah. You know, like it's good. Drop the shit. But 
I, I, I can see a Saturday release. Yeah. Or something. I mean, yeah. I don't know why we that doesn't really happen. I mean, I like the I like the Friday release because you know before it used to be what was Tuesday. it Tuesday? Tuesday yeah. was the day. Yeah, I kind of like Tuesday though because you got the whole week to kind of vibe with the music. You know, and then you gonna hear the shit in the clubs in the weekend or however. You know what I mean? But drop that shit on the weekend, man. But if you real, if you real, or just <laughs> drop that shit whenever you feel like it. Like Drake been doing on these niggas. Yes. Nice for what to this pusher? <laughs> <laughs> I just want to know. I'm conflicted, bro, because I was listening to that pusher like on repeat. I'm like this shit is, this shit is fire, man. Like before, uh, before that Drake shit. Oh, what's everybody pointing at? Here, I'll get. No, no, <laughs> no, you're the guest. I got it. Hold on. This, this life is dope. This life is dope. This is what we doing. We finna go shut the door because they playing the music at Tetra Lounge. It's finna go down on the inside. For we on the outside, and we on the outside, so we don't want the music on the outside. We got enough with the birds, you know. <laughs> We're good. Word. The bird solo is popping. Yeah, man, and I'm gonna talk about it because that's what's really happening. Man. You gotta edit every damn thing. This shit is real. <laughs> but when Stevie comes back, we're gonna talk about uh, this pusher shit because I'm conflicted about it for real. You yeah, I, have, yet, huh? I haven't even heard it yet, and yeah. I'm, I'm just behind because, like, like Davey said, like I'm still, I'm still into the Playboy Cardi. I'm still into the Trace Chapman. I'm still into. Uh, BJ the kid, the Chicago kid, and yeah, like I'm yeah. still I'm still consuming, you know right. what I mean? And I tried to save it for later. Right, right, know? right. Like it's like leftovers. Sometimes you know you just get a taste, <laughs> but that next that that full listen, that next meal, the same meal the next day is sometimes is better, you yeah, know. Yeah. So I haven't got to it yet. But. The way I feel, bro, like I said, I was listening to that push on repeat before Drake dropped it, and I bigged it up, like I shouted out. Kanye's production because I'm like man if Kanye's producing like this on all this shit that he said he's producing this summer it's a wrap it's, it's Yeezy season for real yeah. yep. as soon as I said that shit <laughs> here comes Drake Yep. <laughs> here comes Drake and slaughters good music Not and, and he didn't even give him a day was it like no nope. it wasn't Bro, even like niggas didn't hours. even make it to it's the, what was that track 7 where he dissed Drake the final <laughs> yeah. track niggas didn't even make it to the final track of the album and I Drake think it's was a, like it was infrared. So what was that? Yeah, the second infrared. to last. Drake ain't even listened to the whole album yet. He just, I heard niggas <laughs> <laughs> said you was about to diss me. He stopped at track seven and he went. <laughs> as soon as like, came you know on. what? It's over. Yeah, it's a wrap. We're not letting this live. That wow. shit was unfair. And then with the invoice is what killed oh me. Oh my god! The, the invoice that like, see that's to me that's, that's how, how you, you do can't it. Beat Drake in a battle right now because Drake has meme culture. Yeah, like, he's a product of this new social media shit. Yeah. And you can't top that. He's so good at the internet. Right, 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 right. That nigga sent an invoice, bro. Yeah, and that is the funny like and not and then I saw like whoever's email they had yeah. that it was forwarded to at U Music or whatever. Mm-hmm. How how many niggas sent they mixtape or they or they tried Right, yeah. That, to I seen that, that too. Like, oh, yeah, right you know what down. I mean? Like so it's it's just crazy that at the same time it's like he's shamming. Right. But then at Low key, he's still kind of like putting on, and he's kind of messing up whoever dude that you music is too. Like, right, you know, like he must have had some beef with him, so it's like a double, right. it's like a double entendre. That shit you know said what promotional I mean? assistance and career revival. <laughs> <laughs> but did not get too not did not get too caught up on the actions itself. How do we feel about the lyrics between was it the Duppy Freestyle and Infrared? I mean, I feel like eventually they got to get off this Quinn Miller shit. Like, if that's all you got against Drake, you're never going to win. 
because he's already on that. You know what I mean? And right. Like, it's, we all know how the game works at this point. So it's like, you got to come with something more than the, you don't write your lyric shit. If you, if you really stand a chance. Because right. he, man, you know, y'all know how I feel about Kanye, but that nigga Drake. <laughs> yeah, and I thought it was interesting. Like, Drake kind of pulled a pulled something out of the hat from from the 8 Mile when he said something about like I used to have your mic right. and your autograph but the joint faded. Yeah. It's like kind of reminds me of your career. It's like yo cause that's what, that probably would have been the rabbit out the hat for Pusha like you, nigga you got a mic mm-hmm. with my name on it in your office and Drake like kind of like shit, shit made know, it though. <laughs> like it's kind of played off of that so I thought right. that was like Drake is just, he's just an intelligent dude. Bro, so the most fire yet hurtful shit that he said. <laughs> well, there's a few hurtful things. Falls niggas off feel away. Was that your brother? Your brother said that mm. it was your cousin. And, and Cousin first, then him, yeah, then you. you. Yeah. Which means you ain't rap about what you did. You rapped about what you knew. Man, that? Um, Quinn working, working at Kroger's. Mm-hmm. I'm like, damn, bro. But when the nigga said, I pop style for 30 hours, then let him repeat. Let that shit sink in, bro. The <laughs> one, no, nah, the bar when he said, "Father had to stretch his, his hands, hands out." To, uh, like, uh, he what? just basically gave y'all three yay tracks that he wrote. The nigga said, "I just left from over there putting pen to paper." Come on, bro, you can't. Yeah, it's officially you can't say nothing else about Ghost Riders to this mm. No. Now I will say, after a few more listens, I'm not really feeling that I'm upset track. Hmm. I think that was he could have held off a little bit. I it know was, Drake is on that. I'm the hype, that niggas. Back to back shit, but he could have chilled that one. Like, let this shit simmer. It's yeah, already charting on iTunes, though. That's a cheat code, man. Drake got Apple behind whatever he does, too, so you can't even talk numbers to this nigga. Because mm. nope. <laughs> he going to drop and do millions that week, so you can't say shit about that. But I don't know that that invoice was uh, was worthy because you know, as soon as niggas seen it and heard what Drake had to say, they went and listened to that infrared yeah. with that pusher, so. Like it made me, <laughs> it makes me like really want to go listen to the yeah. album. So I and mean, I thought Infrared was fire, but mm. uh, it's still fire. And did you yeah. see what you said? Who, who Wayne? About Wayne? What about Wayne? The producer Julius did you lose that fire, like Bush was saying. Yeah, uh, I mean, is Wayne even? Uh, Wayne's a tough topic. Is Wayne even in conversations anymore? You know what I mean? Like. Hip hop is such, is such a different space right now. It's right? hard. Pusha said it himself. He said, "Yo, me and Rossi, when we when we see Wayne on tour, yeah. like he's basically saying like, yo, Wayne on tour to make money because he can't even get it from from Baby.' Said, I can't. I just can't let go of Wayne, man. But I'm that's what I mean. That, like, I'm just from that era, you know. Like just that's, I mean, that's interesting. You said something right there because that's how I feel about Kanye. And that's how a lot of people feel about Eminem. But right. like, once you really start to analyze the artists that we came up under, yeah, these niggas' jigs is up, man. It's a rhyme. <laughs> like, but it's just like, when do we know when to let that shit go? Like, I tell people all the time, like Lil Wayne is probably like, really, like the first black rap rock star. Yeah, like, right, like so, like just individual. I know Run DMC did they thing. And they played off the Aerosmith and the Beastie Boy. They did that whole thing. But, I mean, like, not even just genre or sound-wise. I mean, just, like, how you see, like, a Steven Tyler Mm -hmm. or, or like, a dude from, like, The Journey. Like, lifestyle-wise. And they could still just be rock stars forever. Like, Wayne Wayne was, like, the first one to really push rap into the top ten Right, right, billboard right. charts consistently. I 
feel like he's you definitely know? responsible for this new wave. He's yeah, working. like, I mean, he's like Dreadfather, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. I mean, like, hey, you know, like, it's like he kind of, he created, like, the model mm-hmm. and, like, cast like Kanye. And cast like uh, I mean I'm a huge I mean Kid Cudi is my yeah, yeah, that's yeah. that's my dude so mm-hmm. you already know I'm waiting on the Kanye Cudi right. album but right. I just feel like Wayne is as much as it's just kind of it's like a Steven Tyler phase it's mm-hmm. like you know Wayne is is he's he's most definitely fell off because we got older right. really. You know what I mean? And he, he's trying to grab the younger crowd. But I don't think it's even so much that he fell off because we've gotten older. I think it's just that, like, his music is literally on hold. So, yeah. like, w- what can he do? Right. Yeah. And, and that goes back to that meme era I'm talking about. Like, right now, if you're not making music to stay relevant, you got to be socially active. Yep. Because if people don't see you, you don't exist. Yep. And a lot of the cats from that generation don't really get that you know what I they mean? never had to they right. always had somebody handling that stuff right like fab was good with that i say was because after that whole situation he kind of slowed down it's yeah. kind of ice right now you know but fab was good with that there's supplies yeah like, there's yeah, cats that just know like i'm gonna stay active until i got some music and then y'all gonna be ready for the music but when you like wayne and you literally just can't make no music right it's it's like, it's, it's sad because yeah. i mean i remember wayne was on a vert ramp with a skateboard yeah. with a guitar strapped on his back and rapping at the same time. Like, right. yeah. what? Yeah, but then you get so many, many me's, it kind of taints the original. Yeah. Like, now we got Uzi. And we got Young Thug. Thug and Young Thug. And, like, we got a lot of Wayne spinoffs that match this era more than Wayne does right now. Yeah. So... But I think also being able to cross different genres is is kind of the key to longevity. If you look at Snoop Dogg, Snoop Dogg is at a point where he's putting out reggae albums, he's putting out gospel Gospel albums, albums. he's putting out, you know, all different types of genre. He has his hand in everything to really just become a household name. So by the time when when hip hop decides that oh this this person is irrelevant, it's it's not even gonna matter because he's already solidified himself in the in the in the homes and households of of everybody not yeah. just hip hop fans. Yeah, you know, I was thinking this the other day. Can we go ahead and just give Snoop the GOAT title? Cuz niggas argue and debate about the GOAT. If we're mm. talking about all the time. If we're talking about brand. All, just overall all like cuz niggas always go to oh, you the best lyrically. Yeah, yeah, and there's too many different branches of being the GOAT. If you look at longevity and consistency. Consistency Impact Brand Impact Lyrics Even like Cause early Snoop Was untouchable Yeah Beat selection Like Snoop got it bro Like there's no other Rapper on the planet That the whole Ooh, world knows. That's the first time I've heard that But I, I If you really think about if it If you really I have to I have to most definitely Give you a thumbs up On that one You know For sure <laughs> like, I think even To even be in the running You have to Be the, even the best In your region Or to even be the right. best um, like kind of just in your area. So if you're looking at New York, mm. if we look at top five in New York, I don't need, or top five rappers of all time. A lot of those rappers are probably going to come from New York. But when, but then when you think about it, some of them aren't even the top New York rappers. Right, right. Like is right. Like is Nas the best New York rapper? That's what no. I'm saying. Like there's too many different. When you see Snoop, you see everything. And Snoop don't work with everybody. Mm-hmm. The nigga was on No Limit and had to sell for a while. Yep. Like, it's you can't box him in. So I kind of got to give Snoop the go. And he's we, crossing we over. I mean, like, yeah. he's, I mean, he's into 
I mean, we talk about football. I mean, yeah. he's literally from a youth sports perspective. That's a multi-billion-dollar industry. Right. Youth football, right. period. Just youth football, and his league, his brand, is considered number one right. in youth sports now. Yeah, in youth football, like that is the that is the standard. So that's a whole. Nother, He's welcome in the same homes as the Martha Stewart. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean. That's that's a whole nother entity that's entering. Like he's he's touching everything. I, I have to give to Snoop, bro. Mm. <laughs> I, I think there's a there's a strong case for that. Yeah, I have to give to Snoop. So fans, life is dope. Fans, let us know who's the best rapper of all time. Let us know, man. And, and Not, think about all things we just factored in. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But man, all right. So we talk dreads, music. Yep. Football. Yep. Let's get let's get to you. Bro. Let's get to it. Let's do it. Let's, let's get to you. So for the people who don't know, who are you? What do you do? What have you done? Oh man, so I'm originally from here. I grew up in the city from Montbello to Aurora, back and forth. I split time there. I I found music in Aurora, so I identify as my origin as a creative in Aurora, Colorado. Um, but I'm I'm from everywhere. Cats know me from from all over the city, from various things, and I started uh, creating like elect. Well, I actually started rapping on like trap records. I actually have a trap record from Dave, from D Boy, from Davey. I'm sorry, I keep calling him D Boy. Yeah, that's that's yeah, that's that's the, that's the old day. You know what I mean? All the aliases are irrelevant. <laughs> you know, <so>. They all <laughs> pop. It's all it's all me. So so Davey, I have an original trap record from him. So I started probably rapping about I want to say I was 18 I'm, I just turned 30 so I just crossed that threshold like two months ago yeah. um started rapping and doing the thing that way and then ended up songwriting uh back when MySpace was popping like one of the first songs that I had wrote with uh remember uh Armand or Acrix I remember remember him yeah. from back in the day so like I used to write with him he used to sing but he couldn't write so I'm mm. like dude well I got you on the the hook right I didn't know I was a songwriter I was just like I got you write him on some stuff and next thing I know I put that song on MySpace again MySpace and got uh discovered by a producer out in LA that was writing songs for uh their production company was working for Disney and Nickelodeon. Mm. So I had an opportunity to go out there, sit in like a real actual studio, not just the homie's crib for the right. first time in my life. And mm. I learned and I wrote songs for kids from five to 15. And we, uh, we had songs for High School Musical, for Hannah Montana, for iCarly, pretty much all those shows that was going on at that time. Our production company was either writing the songs, producing the songs, finding the artists to demo those songs. And then some of those artists that we worked with ended up being pitched to Disney as future Disney actors and actresses as right. well. So I did that for about a year. Fast forward to another year, signed my first record deal with... Uh, Rodney Jerkins in Hollywood. So tell us, tell us about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, what was that like? Man, it was, it was, it was crazy because it happened so fast, and right. like I didn't even really notice that it was fast because at the time I'm 20. You know what I mean? I'm, I just had turned. I wasn't even. I was about to be 21, and I. It just kind of just. It went from writing songs to. Now I just signed a production deal and I'm recording the Hollywood Hills to six months later, I'm going to Dev Jam and 
coming back from Dev Jam, I met Jermaine Dupree, which was crazy. That was the, actually the first industry person that I met. Yeah, was uh, that we would know was Jermaine Dupree from So So Dev back in the day. And then I ended up Rodney Jerkins ended up catching me on, out the airport. So I went from the airport to his uh, studio, which used to be uh, Atlantis Studios, where like Michael Jackson, Mariah Carey, and wow. all of them used to record. He basically right. just bought that gutted it and then like turned it into his own factory with producers and writers everywhere wow and um he offered me a deal like right on the spot like it was like no no take you out to eat let me hear your music let's let's see you perform like it was just like dude i I already heard it i've met you i feel your energy like do you want to move forward i can i'll have your record out in four months from the time that you signed and he said i guarantee you that no other label would guarantee you that and i walked out of there like shit okay and i filled in another offer from interscope um a lot of my partners in la at the time we was all kind of gigging so i was gigging with far east movement Mm -hmm. i was gigging with dev is hot i was gigging with um uh uh what's that other group stereotypes we was kind of that whole kind of way and Kesha Kesha yeah. was around so and we was kind of all stereotypes just recently did uh, Bruno Mars's project right yeah exactly okay. the stereo so the stereotypes I've known them for a while um and like their studio was literally in the same uh room like they had like an apartment building one of the producers I worked with in Studio City mm-hmm. the, the studio or the stereotypes uh studio was like across the hall mm. so we will all be out there like chilling having good times in between late night sessions but long story short ended up signing with Rodney Jerkins it was crazy uh my record got released right away um I went to sleep woke up one and woke up and my Twitter was just like (laughs) and I was like I thought it was an alarm I'm trying to turn everything off and then I look and like I went to like it was just like I think like Rodney Jerkins is like just tweeting people like with the link to my record like this record's out tweeting Khaled tweeting uh, Clint Sparks tweeting like all these different athletes and, and everybody's retweeting it and it was just like crazy and then and I'm literally like in my drawers like I hadn't even brushed my teeth yet <laughs> right. you know what I'm saying like okay so this so that was what do I do I don't know what to do next so it was just kind of like yeah well let's just get to work and then my uh, manager was managing the Jackie Boys which mm-hmm. is a songwriting tandem their brothers yeah um those are my big homies so, like we both had the same manager and so I just started going to the studio session with them while everything was planning out and one thing it led to another video was shot Next thing I know, I'm in an airplane. I'm in. I'm doing radio runs. I got executives flying out from New York and picking me up at two in the morning. And the first time I ever went to Las Vegas was I was 21 years old, and I went with uh, my uh, my label head. His name was D Sonoram. He was uh, he was basically the A and R for my for my uh, case, I would say, or career, you know what I mean? (laughs) He was was my A&R, and he was, like, this cool dude from, like, Brooklyn, and he'll just pull up at random times in, like, a (laughs) Cadillac Escalade at any time. Like, it would be, like, three. He literally, I met him at 3 in the morning. He just pulled up to the house, like, what's up, I'm deep. I need you to come with me. I'm going to show you some stuff. And we would just go out, you know what I mean? And he'll have, like... He'll pull out the first time I ever seen a black card. I was like, "What's that?" He's like, "Oh, that's from the label." You know what I mean? So like, we would just go out. And first time I went to Vegas, I went with him. And I, I mean, I 
everything that you could have done in Vegas, I could, it we did down. it. We, <laughs> it was we, like the hangover. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, not even to be, like, cliche, but, like, it real talk was, like, the hangover. And, I mean, we went, we did everything. And, like, a lot of my partners at Power 106, like, uh, DJ Felly Fells, a friend of mine, just incredible. Like, Nick the intern, who's now uh, the assistant program director over there. Those are all guys that were just very supportive of me in my career. And we just ran it up. It, right. was, it was a good run. She just took off. Yeah. Do you feel like those opportunities came that quick because of the lane you decided to take? I, I, I would say I would, I would say yes <clears throat> and no because honestly, the whole reason I started to write on pop music or electronic or it wasn't even called electronic back then. Electronic music EDM did not exist in the United States. It was like you're rapping on techno, like okay, whatever. <laughs> um, so I I kind of decided to just run that lane because I just felt like that's what was missing and like it felt like it was it was fun you right. know what I mean like it was easy like it wasn't necessarily easy but it was just fun it was easy because it was fun yeah. and it didn't feel like work because I think with yeah I think with more like traditional not to cut you off like yeah, tra- traditional hip hop it seems to be more competitive and more right like. You know who has the who has the like the flashiest yeah. car or jewelry? Right. Lighthearted. Yeah, I yeah. felt like I was just like in a wide open field. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I felt like lit, and it was crazy because I was in Los Angeles, California, Hollywood, to be exact. Where I mean, the most talented people are everywhere. Right. Like I, in my apartment that I lived in, there was like seven producers, six right. videographers, eight graphic designers, yeah. and 17 models. You know what I mean? Like just all in my apartment building. So yeah. everybody is going, 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 going to the money. You know what I mean? And everybody's really talented. Like some of the most talented people I've ever met in my life are actually homeless people in Los Angeles, California. Mm. Wow. You know what I mean? I've met composers. I've met, like, violinists. And, I mean, like, some of the most talented people you've ever met don't even have, are digging in my trash can. You know what I mean? Like, so that's how competitive L.A. was. So for me to be able to find that pocket creatively, it allowed me to just be myself, which is, to me, I'm just a, a, a dude from Colorado. You know right. what I mean? So, like, right. that's what made me stand out because I, I didn't have to get in the line of everybody trying to do the same thing but i'm a little bit different because i'm better it was just more like this is just what i'm doing i'm myself and i promise you you won't hear anything that sounds like this right for the rest of the time that you're here i remember i was a uh, i was watching tv and i seen your song come up on music choice <laughs> on comcast I was like, what the fuck? Like, nobody does that. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. How, how the hell did that even happen? And, like, it was weird because for the people not in Colorado, it might be like this in your, in your state, city, Negative whatever, woods. too. Yeah. But, uh, how do I even word it? A lot of shit is the same. Let's put it that way. As far as the moves people make, the mm-hmm. way people perceive success, and, like, you know, you got to do this to be that guy in this area. And I'm like, this nigga's on music choice yep. on Comcast. Like, yeah, that was crazy. You know what I mean? Like that should have been something that people was talking about. So, what do you think that you <laughs> did differently that that made you successful? Where you see other rappers even today doing that? You know, they're, they're basically just going around in a circle. I think sticking with 
what you feel is you. Mm. I think sticking with it and staying consistent and understanding. And, and I'm and the older I get, like it blows my mind that I understood that at twenty, and right. twenty one, and twenty two. Like I literally went from chilling in the A at nineteen to touring two hundred and fifty days a year at twenty one. Right. You know what I mean? So, and the only thing that was consistent about that was that I just, you have to just stay to your, like, stay true to what you know. You know what I mean? Like, and still open your, your, your mind, be open-minded to different things and different influences and, and, and cultures and opportunities, but always try and stay centered within, like, one, like, when you're on that stage... Versus the studio, when you're on that stage, it is your job to entertain, to make people like your music. Right, Mm. right. You get what I'm saying? Like, that's how I look at it as a performer. So I extrapolate that to different aspects in my life and whatever it is that I'm doing. It is my job to to influence. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? So in order for me to feel like I have the ability or the power to influence, then... It has the creative, the the piece that I'm creating, whether that's in regular life as a dad, as a ball player, whatever, as a musician, whatever I'm creating, whatever I'm speaking out of my mouth, it has to be attached to an aspect of me. That right. the source has to come from who you me. really are. Because at the end of the day, people can see. People can see fake. Even if yeah. they know that it's fake, they'll still do it and love it and enjoy it. Yeah. But at but the end of the day... now, you just know yeah. when it's not authentic. They're not going to hold on to it. Right. So for the people listening that might be doing some research, like, all right, man, dude, sounds cool. Let me let me look them up. These events all took place under the H-Wood brand. Yes. Why did you drop that name? So H-Wood... <clears throat> so this is actually probably the best time to talk about like where H-Wood really came from. No, it did not come from me moving to Hollywood and I decided that my name was H-Wood. I, I mean, you know. Yeah, you was H-Wood before you I was before H-Wood you well before I even knew anything about California. So I, uh, my nickname, prophetic? my nickname, <laughs> I, I think so. Yeah. I think about that all the time. Like, I spoke it every time I said my name, I, I put in the universe where I would be. Mm. And I didn't know that, but that's like that's how powerful the tongue and the mouth is. It's the most powerful. Like, don't let me get started don't on talk that. about it. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's the most. It. That's the most powerful thing on your body. Like, like everybody's talk. Like the mind, the mind, the mind. Yes, the mind is the most powerful thing inside of our physical body. But what creates chain reactions and creates opportunities or or uh, consequences positive or negative is what comes out of your mouth Mm. you know what i mean even what you name your children like look up what that actually means you know what i mean my son's name is davion so i know that davion means beloved so every time i speak his name i'm saying that he's loved by everyone Mm. you get what i'm saying so it's it's, it really comes down to really what's coming out of your mouth but anyway back to your question (laughs) (laughs) so hway came from so when i played football my, so my nickname growing up for everybody from the Bellows and the Aco, whatever, my nickname growing up was B-Double or B-Dubs for Brandon Bordeaux, two Bs. But my nickname playing football was Hollywood. Mm. Was like, because I was one of those, like, Deion Sanders, prime time, <laughs> you know, like, Facts. was I fast as prime? No, but I was fresh as prime every time I stepped on the field, okay? So 
that was kind of where the whole moniker came from. And when I decided I wanted to rap, I was like, well, I'm not going to, my name's not going to be B-Double or B-Dubs. I'm going to just run with Hollywood, which was originally my, my name. And my actual first, which is even crazier, my first mixtape, which one of your songs is on, yeah. was called not Club Hwood. I'm talking about the one before that. Dang. The Hollywood Movement. And mm. that's the one that I did here. Right. Before I even knew anything about California. So once again, that comes back to speaking things into existence. That's how I met DJ Beds was through the Hollywood Movement. Shouts to Shouts DJ to Beds. But uh, I decided to shorten it to just H-Wood because uh, I went to go get it, a tattoo on my on my inside of my right arm and uh, they had Hollywood drawn out and I was just like I, I, I just wasn't really rocking with it so I was just like well why don't we just do H put the star and then wood mm. and so it looked better on my arm so then I was like well I guess that's my name then yeah, so, with it. so that's why I've always had like the asterisks in yeah. between the two because it actually comes from this tattoo on my arm like this star i was like well i need to put it in text too so it was the asterisk on the keyboard so that's cool i never knew that so so to rewind it a little uh, a little bit yeah so being a, a normal civilian yeah. trying to make it in the industry right to meeting rodney jerkins to then being a superstar touring the world and it, and it really seemed to just all happen in a short time. Yeah. How were you able to, were you able to stay grounded? Were you able to stay centered? Or do you feel like you kind of got caught up in, the, in that life? Or what, what was that like? Because it happened so fast. I think that ultimately my battle with all of that <clears throat> wasn't necessarily thinking that I was better than anybody or or. I feel like I was I started searching so much for ways to just stay grounded and ways to just be like I'm just normal, I'm just regular. Like right. like I would take my brother right. on tour with me and he would him and my road manager team and all that, they would get upset with me because we would be at these shows and I'm like opening for Ludacris and yeah. T Pain's there and and all these different artists are performing and I would walk out of the green room when the show started. And I would sit, I would go in the crowd, like, and try and, like, just, like, because, like, I mean, let's get it. Like, I mean, I people knew who I was, but, like, my single was popping, but, like, I it, I didn't, I wasn't, like, mobbed in the streets, yeah, like, yeah. famous. You feel me? So, like, I took advantage of, like, yo, like, I'm going to actually go and watch the show. Mm. You know what I mean? But my my staff would get really upset with me because they were like dude like you you can't do that like you have to, if you want to watch it you can watch it from backstage or if you if you want and i feel like that was just my my thing like once i stepped into it it was like i got to have my bro with me i got to have i flew like three four of my partners from out here out there with me and we all lived together and it was it was always like yo i'm bringing my family with me i don't care if i gotta pay for it or whatever like they're coming like i wanted to be i wanted to make everybody feel included you know what still i mean and i wanted to stay around. like i still wanted to be normal because yeah. it happened so fast and mm. i was only 21 and at 21, we don't know who the hell we are anyway. That's real. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I'm, I think that that was my, my Achilles heel because I knew a lot of guys like Fari's movement and I knew a, a lot of talented guys that, that just embraced the fact that like, this is different. 
this is new. I have to clear myself of everything going on and move forward and then bring people in. Right. I think I was like, oh, I'm here. Turn around. Come on. Let's we go. We go. Yeah. Everybody, this your role. This your role. This your role. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't, because I wanted, I didn't want, I, I didn't necessarily know how to handle being in front. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So it wasn't something that I was nervous about. I love performing. I love making music. But it's like when you're performing in front of 10,000 people, it wasn't something I loved doing it. But it's like, why wouldn't I have my brother do this with me? Right. Why mm. wouldn't I have the squad here? Do you feel me? Because ain't none of us seen none of this before. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So I feel like that was kind of the the back and forth. It's like I, I kind of wanted to... I fought a little bit too hard to remain normal instead of ride mm. the slide a little bit. Got you. You know what I mean? Mm. Just embrace that's, that's the fact real. that you have to change because life is changing. So then would your advice for artists, especially emerging artists or breakout artists, should they just immerse themselves in being a superstar and being a celebrity instead of trying to keep it real or instead of trying to be like okay I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a bring my 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 family with me my, my my crew with me like does that I think I think that especially in the genre that I was in mm-hmm. I, w- I wasn't like I'm to the music industry to this day I'm still recognized as a pop artist right. but I rap Right. You get what I'm saying like so that was confusing for me anyway I'm like dude I rap what are you talking about like like I'm a pop artist so me going to the pop culture billboard top 40 everything all encompassing songs on the Kardashians and like that type of lane if you're heading into a, a and now that it's all kind of merged together but like I would say dive in first and make and it's not because of like lead a fan behind it's dive in first and make sure that the ground is set you know understand what I'm saying? Right, like yeah. you, it's almost like you go from being the general to you got to go. Like you know how and when in war, you know what I mean? They send out people to survey the the land right. before they before the army advances. A few people go out to survey. So when you're in that position, yes, you are the the lightning rod. Yes, you are the general, but you have to be able to convert yourself into a surveyor so that you can go and review the land before you you bring the whole army through right you know what i mean so that way if you got to take some hits you got to plow some field if you got to you know okay i thought this was the spot but maybe 45 degrees to the left is a little bit better because there's there's a there's a lake over there we connect some pipes and have a well you know what i mean yeah then bring the squad then bring the fam then because you're bringing people into a more settled situation, and you're, and it also allows you to further identify who you are mm. in that journey. Like you, have, so I feel like success is a battle of, especially for breakout and emergent artists. It's a, it's a battle of pushing forward, turning around, bringing everybody through, getting everybody settled, then pushing forward again turn around bring everybody through versus just like all everybody trying to squeeze into the same door at the right. same time mm. damn that makes sense speaking of being in the field <laughs> we're gonna fast forward a little bit then we're gonna come back yes sir off the mic yeah you're on that football field yes let's talk about that 
for men. So I don't know. Like I like I'm like that's what I did. I played ball since I was six years old. Yeah. I played from six to eighteen. Started doing music, and I was like, music's what I'm doing, so I'm doing that. And I had my band out here in Denver, and we was killing in 2015. And like, so I knew about this league because my father was a was a actually pretty lit coach in this league. So I used to go to the games like since I was in middle school, watching him coach and seeing him win championships and yeah. like it was pretty cool. And this is arena. This no, yeah. this is uh this is minor league. Okay, gotcha. So this is my my father is well he coached in a league called the Colorado Football Conference. And it's a minor league league from about eighteen to I mean there's guys up to like forty playing. You know what I mean? A lot of guys that used to play in the league, a lot of guys that used to play in college and you know, so it's like ballers out there. It's not like just uh, come out here with your pads. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it's 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 a real intense environment and I felt like I just as a creative, you know what I mean? I got to that point where I had been doing music every single day for nine years. Yeah. Like that's all I did. Right. Like I gigged four or five times a week. I that's after touring i came back from touring for two years and signing three different record deals moved back home to spend more time with my son and kind of still find him still looking for who am i right you know what i mean and started a band and gigged four or five times a week played everywhere but red rocks out here and you know what i mean it got to a point where i was like what I still feel like I could do more. I still feel like there's something else that I can do. And in order for me to identify that, I have to make a change. And I was like, well, instead of changing forward, because I don't want to guess. Go back to what you know. I'm going to just go back to what I know. Mm-hmm. And hopefully there's a there's a coin over there, a little sonic coin that I could right. pick up. You know what I mean? That that takes me to the next or to the next level. You know what I mean? So I just got back on the field, tried out for a squad. Uh it was ner- I was nervous as hell at first because I'm not that big. I mean, I'm tall. I'm about 6'3", but, you know, 170, 175, that, uh, weight-wise, <laughs> right. you know what I mean? Like, can I still even move? I haven't touched a rock in nine years, you know what I mean? Like, so got out there, and I was like, oh, it's still in here. I'm good. Made the team. After the first tryout, I was like, okay. And, you know, just, just got into it. We played during the summer from uh, May to uh the end of july and then the playoffs is in august um and it's fun i love it it's like it's like performing but at the same time what i love about it the most is like it's like real yeah at the end of the day like really putting your body out there it's it's real you Mm. know what i mean like that's what i tell like like people all the time like i'm like dude you don't understand like coming from living in hollywood traveling all over the place where just who i am or what i've done lately or who i know could get me this opportunity Mm -hmm. and these people don't even know anything about me like let's say my government name they don't know anything about me and it got me all these opportunities and i come home and all these people that didn't like me now they like me and people that used to like me don't like me and then they switch back and forth and it's all because of the temperature of the weather or per se you know what i mean like i just wanted to find something real and there's nothing realer to me than you know you're going to either get flattened or you're going to run somebody over right like it don't matter what you look like it don't matter how much money you got don't matter what your plugs is don't matter what you pulled up in don't matter 
Like, it really is, like, survival, you know? Like, not necessarily to say kill or be killed, but Mm. you know what I mean? Like, it's... It's it's just real, and then like there's so much respect, and you meet so many people that you would never meet. Yeah, you know what I mean. Or relationships that I've from high school. Oh, dude, I played with you in high school, and now right. you got kids, and my kids here, and it's, so it's just like a good. It was a good release in place for me to find who I was and what I wanted to be moving forward. Right. You so know do what you I mean? feel like because uh, right now it's it's it's, it's a hot climate. For pro football, yeah, everybody's on this uh, fuck the NFL movement. I'm kind of right there with them, yeah. And I do feel like we should support the minor leagues, the indoor leagues, and arena football leagues a lot more than we do. But how? Because NFL has that funding in the advertising, in the mm-hmm. mainstream media, and that's why they're all in our face. But I feel like if we're gonna be like fuck the NFL, we need to realize that there's other options out there if right. you still want to enjoy some football. Football's year round. Football's global. Yeah. yeah. Like I just watched a game in Brazil. They have a Sao Paulo football league in Brazil. Yeah. With like fourteen teams. I mean the players I mean ain't really that good, but there's fifteen thousand people in the stands. Because right. that's all they have. Right. And then I did more research and found out Brazil is the number three market in NFL, in the mm. NFL. Wow. You know what I mean? Like, and you think Brazil, you think soccer. Yeah. Right. Period. Soccer and beautiful women. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right, right. that's what I think. I'm not thinking football. So it's like, it's everywhere. It's in, there's, there's, there's ways to, to be involved. And I would say for my Colorado listeners, you know what I mean? Not to, to pigeonhole anybody else, but Colorado Football Conference. I mean, it's real. Like, it's like, come to the games. CFCfootball.com. There's 10 squads, and there's guys from from the secure, like, half the security guards downtown yeah, are yeah, dudes yeah. that I play with. That's a fact. Like, <laughs> I literally be walking in like, yeah. what's up, G? Like, mm-hmm. you missed me last week because you're almost 400 pounds. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? I play right. wide receiver, so I'm outside. I stay away from the big bodies. But, yeah. you know what I mean? And it's... It's it's really entertaining. Tickets are not are not uh, expensive. It's like five to ten dollars to go see a team play. Kids under twelve are free. Right. It's in the summer. The last game starts at seven, so you're out by nine nine thirty. Yeah. You can still go out. See, you can still do okay. like it's it's fun. Hey, I'm sold. Like yeah, it's man, fun. It's fire. And that's what I'm saying. Those are some options I'm talking about. Because uh, I was watching Jim Jones on the Breakfast Club, and he was talking about how he just bought that team for the arena football league mm-hmm. and uh how he was talking about he wants to buy the league because it's like eight teams for sale and they he's like there's numerous black and brown owners over there while yeah. everybody's talking about you know we're not allowed over here right let's rock with the shit we are on yeah man. and like cfc's been around for 30 years yeah. you know what i mean and we play at different high school stadiums all over the state from Denver to Pueblo to Durango, Colorado Springs, Boulder, Loveland, Greeley. Yeah. We play everywhere. And it's good ballers. Like Bobby Purifies in our league. Yeah. That was the CU's all time leading rusher. Right. Mm. Like in minor league football, the number two team. And I know a lot of my CFC. So before I say their name, I got to <laughs> say my team's name. Denver Sharks, we're undefeated, 3-0, and uh, and we're a brand-new squad, and it's all ballers from the Billows and, and the ACO, just all on one team. It's crazy. Like, it's, talk about it. It's Denver amazing. Sharks. Denver Sharks all day. Game is next Saturday, 12 o'clock. 
<laughs> at uh, Trailblazer Stadium off of Six and Kipling over there by Jeffco. Right. Come through. We're going to run it up. Now I can segue and say okay. that <laughs> Nash, we have national rankings. Denver Sharks are just now getting ready to start getting nationally ranked because it's our first year. But uh, the number two team in the nation, the the Colorado Greyhawks, are, are here. Yeah. The number two minor league football team in the nation. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, our league is, like, a big deal. Like, I've been to Vegas. I've been to Nebraska. I've been to Texas. Like, I've played against guys from all over. Right. We so about to start promoting this shit. It's where, it's where it's at, man. it's where people need to be seeing, man. And it's in the summer. Yeah. yeah. And, and, it, and from a support aspect, it's direct support. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if I come out and I see a Colorado Sharks game, like, that's direct support right. right we don't know what the fuck the nfl is on right now no like we, <laughs> like if y'all showed up like hey cfc i'll call the commissioner right now mr chacon what's up and be like yo i'm gonna say it on the air we need life is dope to right. call a game of the week shit okay there's a press box I'm available let's do it i see shit. the setup they got Good. the gold mic crew you know what i mean <laughs> got my man on the sound killing like shout out to so producer let's, Julius. let's do let's do this the the life is dope podcast pregame yeah. and then call the game. I'll give you the roster sheets. Oh, see, like man, it's just, right you there. Just smoke it into existence. There you it see, is. You Power in the works. tongue. Yep. Power in the tongue. I'm telling you. <laughs> hey, word up, I receive man. it. Shit, man, this is dope. Uh, tell us about the new album. Oh yeah, so new album, uh, which is the perfect segue because when I did go on this journey back to my roots of playing ball, I I got in touch with real emotions mm. you know what i mean like real pain yeah. real strength real endurance real motivation you know what i mean not just the idea of motivated to get up and go get money like no i gotta motivate myself to get up and run into this 250 pound nigga one more time right you know what i mean <laughs> like <laughs> and we gotta get the first down so like not necessarily i'm talking about football on the album but just the being around the the emotions in their rawness inspired so much creatively for me and i created an album it took me about two years shout to conway sound ryan conway was the co-producer on this project we went in every monday for two years in a row from 9 a.m. to about 7 p.m. He took one day out of his busy schedule, shut down his studio for, for me every Monday, and we went to work. I mean, it was amazing. And we did it for two years in a row and threw a whole bunch of stuff against the wall. We were talking about Trump. We were talking about all the killings of our people. We was talking about Colin Kaepernick. We're talking about everything, man. And then we would just go create. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it was between that and being connected with these emotions on the field, I came out with a 11-track project. Mm. Um, once I got to the end of it, I want to say summer, end of summer 2017 was when I completed everything, mixed and mastered, and I sat back and listened to it. I had no clue what I would call it. Um, I hadn't been performing because I took time to uh, really just create music hang with my son and play ball um for the first time in 10 years you know what i mean and i listened to it and i was like man like this doesn't sound like hwood anymore like i don't like hwood is not in this album 
And I listened to it again and I was like, I think this is the time. Every, I'm living life as Brandon Bordeaux now. I'm living life as myself. I found who I am. I found what I'm going to stand for. Like, remember, I just turned 30, so right, I was 29 right, right. last year. I found, I know who I am. I know what I can and can't do. I know what I need to work on. I know the boundaries that I have around my life, but I also know how far I can push those boundaries. You right, know what I mean? Right. So I decided to call this album... Uh, the Brandon Bordeaux album. Um, my name is Brandon Bordeaux, and then like an abbreviation is BX because B is the first letter of my first name, and X is the last name of my last is the last letter of my last name, and is actually my signature. So it's like BX is kind of like if Brandon Bordeaux is too much to say. Um, that's that's my name, and I decided to just run with Brandon Bordeaux as the album, and. And here you are. Uh, here I am. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's dope, man. Make, so I make like sure we... y'all cop that. Check it out. Listen. Yeah, this is the introduction. Put um, it on repeat and go to sleep. Dope. Yeah. Thank you so much, yeah, man. Like, man. life is dope. Is This is dope. Yeah, man. Like, that was real. Period. That was real. So we look forward to seeing what's coming up next, man. What's what's, what's next? So right now, I'm uh, <laughs> I'm wrapping up. Well, I'm, I'm in midseason. So we're three games in. Um, we'll be done. August 18th because we're going to be playing the, the Greyhawks in the state title once again speaking shit into existence <laughs> um, and then uh, after that I have uh, a couple corporate events I'm doing a charity event for uh, kids that uh, foster kids so that's kind of where I'm going as a as a perf- with my performances as well as meaningful performances I'm right. not saying that venues and clubs and stuff like oh, no. that aren't meaningful i'm just saying for for once again knowing who i am and what i want to do with my music i want my music to impact change and be placed in impact impactful environments you know what i mean i want everything that i do to be dedicated towards some type of cause to i want to identify people through my music and through my brand as a person that want to uh that that want to create change as well got people like like you guys right that's why i'm here that's why it's all made sense so i have an event in september at the curtis hotel i'm performing for uh for uh, a charity event um for foster kids and then i'm doing another event that is for uh domestic violence in october um and then i'm actually been thinking about putting on an event towards around thanksgiving mm-hmm. for uh for the homeless dope so um, let's do that we should most definitely yeah. collaborate on a couple things um and then what i do daily since i'm not a traveling the world artist anymore <laughs> is um i uh i work at a, a school called university prep which is a, a college prep elementary school i'm the I'm the assistant dean of scholars there, which oh. means when your kids, when they're acting crazy, they come to my office, which is so weird because I'm, I was the one in the office, <laughs> um, but it's, it's cool. I get to, to, to work with them and, um, it's, it's in the city. It's right. It's literally like at the edge of five points. Yeah, yeah. So it's like teachers with masters and like love teaching. And it's like 400 black and brown kids. Wow. Mm, wow. That's real. Wow. And they're all getting college prep education, uniforms, like, yeah. and it's free. Yeah. It's a charter school. So anybody could come from anywhere. But I mean, the from technology 
to laptops, iPads, to every single, like, even, like, the school supplies is, is funded by the school. Wow. Like, it's, so I'm seeing kids that literally have, like, they're coming from nothing, and they're getting a college prep education, and they're getting a private school uh, scholarship to go to middle school and high school. That's real, man. That's, it, that's so, so it's about. That's what I do during <laughs> that, the day. That's so, <laughs> so I'm just here just trying to create positive change and not only just musically. Like, music is what I love to do, and I will always create amazing music. Um, my goal with the Brandon Bordeaux album was to... If you don't know me, you listen to it. It's on iTunes and everywhere else that you can listen to music. Um, listen to it, and you'll know exactly who I am. Mm. And that was the goal. It's like instead of me giving you a business card, here's my album. Yeah. Straight and there you up. go. And listen to this episode. Yeah. That's Share it. this episode. This episode is, is monumental. This is my first, like, Brandon Bordeaux. Uh, interview. I've done radio interviews as H with everybody in their mama, from yeah. DJ Ski to all the way down to Clinton Sparks and Power 106 and Kiss FM. And so to be able to sit here in my my hometown with fellas that I grew up with, that I've watched rise and 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 put their grind in for me to be a part of that, I'm I'm super excited. This is probably my favorite interview of all time ever. So hey, thank you so much, my man, my man. Straight up, appreciate that. So a question I do want to ask. Mm-hmm. You mentioned a little bit about it as far as uh, like taking your family with you, not really, not really diving too much in the in the superstardom uh, persona. Right. Um, are there anything? Is there anything that you regret or would have done differently from the Rodney Jerkin days? No, because at the end of the day, life is is a journey, and I feel like. I was I didn't I wasn't one of those guys that grew up wanting to be a famous rapper. Like I just fell into it. You know what I mean? And it, it ended up working out and exposing me to a whole nother level of life and and positive and negative, you know what I mean? So I appreciate it most importantly it gave me out of this world confidence mm. it gave me out of this world confidence and not from a cocky perspective just to know that i could be in my grandma's basement writing songs at 18 years old just graduating high school to two years later standing in front of ten thousand people and everybody want my autograph and their name my name is on signs and i could conquer the competitiveness of hollywood mm. that gave me so much confidence for whatever i want to do in my life I didn't even get to what I was truly passionate about. I'm doing what I'm passionate about growing up now. Right. <laughs> you right. know what I mean? So I, I'm thankful for the Rodney Jerkins opportunity. I'm thankful for uh, Universal Germany. I'm thankful for Universal here in the States. I'm thankful for Charlie Walk. Like, I don't know if you guys watched The Four, mm-hmm. but Charlie Walk, that was my first boss. Like, me and Charlie Walk are, like, really good friends. Like, right. his kids, I've known them since they were little babies. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, I'm thankful for the people that still text me inspirational stuff. Me and Charlie talk on the holidays and stuff. And the stuff that he tells me about just me as a person has really helped me stay moving. And, like, I'm I'm excited that I was able to 
be able to do those things and experience that life and meet those awesome people. And even I'm even more excited that I was able to bring my family along and bring my friends along and and sh- and show because they're all out here doing stuff. Right. Right. Yeah, you yeah, know yeah. what I'm saying? So like I'm I'm honored that it all happened. I was I'm giving that advice for the next emerging artist out of Denver. Like don't sham the fam. The fam is the fam, you know what I mean? But because you love the fam, you gotta you gotta step in there first and make sure everything is straight. That's all I'm saying. You know what I mean? So I'm appreciative of it. I'm appreciative of everything that's ever happened to me in my life, positive or negative, every day. Because I know it's all a learning experience and it's all adding up to the 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 grand finale right which is coming soon so word word <laughs> shit man usually i ask a question but that was the answer right there <laughs> hey you can ask him my question <laughs> so uh as far as social media where can people follow you how can they find so you? you can find me on ig um i did take down my hwood ig so bye bye to my thousands of followers and <laughs> and yeah but it's cool like you know i can't have a normal life when i'm waking up to 80,000 uh, beautiful IG <laughs> women. Lord. Like, Sounds lit. That, like, man, I'm telling you, like, it's really hard to, like, have, like, a, a, a for reals relationship when you open up your phone and you scroll down. Like, in the morning. In the morning. How many of y'all feel me, though? Like, you can't even you can't even really front. Like, you go on IG and it's, like, three scrolls, titties. Three scroll. You know? Like. It's beautiful women, y'all beautiful. I love women, like <laughs> like love them. But it's like you know, to it's hey, just you, hard to get your mind right you when you even have breakfast, booty before <laughs> breakfast, and then you got like it's just too much. Like you got so I had to let that one go. The episode booty before I think the same thing. All he said. I had to I had to let that go. You know what I mean? So I have official BX three zero three. Um, so that's official Brandon Bordeaux 303 on Instagram, on Twitter. Um, Facebook is just Brandon Bordeaux, B R A N D Y N Bordeaux, like the wine. So B is in boy, O is in Oscar, R is in Rover, D is in David, <laughs> E is in Echo, A is in Alpha, U in his umbrella, and X is in X ray. You can tell that nigga has to do that a lot. I do yeah. that, yeah. All of my little league trophies are spelled wrong, uh. every single one. Like, I've seen all kind of different spellings, but. Check it out. The name of the album is the same spelling. Um, and right now, I'm just taking input from everybody. So feel free to, oh, it sucks. Oh, I love it. Your favorite song, the favorite parts you, you love, the parts you don't like. I'm taking input because this is a this is a crockpot uh, uh, selection. So I'm, I'm letting it simmer. I got plenty more stuff to do and a lot of stuff coming. I'm, I hope to be working with these amazing gentlemen oh, in yeah, the future. Man. We got a lot coming up in the future, man. So Looking forward speaking to it. it out there up, for sure. You know? Man. Let's make some noise. Hold up before we make some noise. Let me let me do some quick shout outs. Oh, hey, shout, shout out. Shout outs. Man, shout out to Blazy Susan. Hey. What we got down here? And down. They got the uh they got the cones. Got they the wraps. got the wraps. They got the papers. They also got your custom trays. Yeah, it's like Look right Louis here, Vuitton. Man. They got the yes. Louis joint. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> do them up how you want. So make sure you hit up Blazy Susan. Major, major, major shout out to Tetra. Tetra oh, yes. Private this place Lounge is amazing, Garden. Though. Garden, that's where we're at right now. If you're looking around, you see the dope murals. It's even doper inside. It's yeah. a smoke lounge, Denver. Uh, it's 3039 Walnut Street. So it's come so through, peaceful. man. Yeah, we're chilling. If you come through, man, you roll up something, you can just kick it. Good music, good people. Yep. Shout, shout out to, to our uh, shout out to our Megafauna fam. So yeah. definitely hey. pull up on us whenever you, 
Y'all there on Sundays? Yeah. John MC, what's up? Pull up peacefully, because we kept it peaceful. Hey, <laughs> we got the jokes on deck. Yeah, man. I like, uh, matter of fact, let's just end the episode. Okay. We, we kept it peaceful. Yep. Um, they did. And I think, is it my fault? No, it's not. I, no. I, I think it was just the zen. I don't feel like roasting anybody when, out when I'm out here. Like, you can't roast with birds chirping yeah, in the man, background. I mean, like, yeah, you know. Man. It's the vibe. Yeah. But listen. That bitch. <laughs> 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 niggas uh, gonna need. Shout out to producer Julius, man. He's holding yeah, it down. Producer but Julius let's make some noise for my man Brandon Bordeaux, y'all. Thank hey. you so much. Hey. Like the Zoe podcast. And, and shout out to you guys. Oh, yeah. Shout out to us. <laughs> and I'm Davey, and make sure that you guys stay away from the pirates. Yeah, don't feed the birds. Hey. Skirt. We out. <laughs> <laughs>